0: Hello, and welcome back to Property Unlocked. I'm Scarlett Douglas.
1: And I'm Stuart Douglas. Now, we believe that property should be fun, accessible, and profitable for everyone.
0: Yes, so this podcast provides valuable insights from experts and influencers in the property scene.
1: Whether you're a first time buyer, renovating your home, or just curious about the property scene, we've got you covered.
0: Now we are here to give you the information you need to make informed decisions and take your property game to the next level.
1: With amazing guests lined up to join us along the way, we're excited to share our knowledge and experience with you. Welcome to Property Unlocked.
0: Today, we're joined by Adebayo Akinfenwa, also known as The Beast. Adebayo's reputation precedes him. He's a retired professional footballer. He was widely recognised for his incredible physical strength and heavy build. In fact, he was even named the strongest footballer in the world in various editions of FIFA. Now, that's pretty big.
1: But, Scarlett, what's more impressive then his physical prowess is his story. Like Adibayo defied critics who labelled him as too big to be a footballer, rising to a level of popularity never seen before in the sport. He's a true inspiration to anyone who's ever been told they cannot achieve their dreams. Now, for all you listeners out there, we call him Bayo. So when we refer to Adebayo Akinfenwa as Bayo, you know who we're talking about.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. I feel like the studio is not big enough to fit you in. Oh, I hope that's <laughs> my energy and not yes, my size. That's you know? Exactly what? Because I is. am retired, you try to say I'm fat now. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the energy. So much energy coming to us. Um, it's great to have you with us. Uh, thank you for we having me. We have got thank so much to me. talk about, and we are super excited to kick this off. So, what would you say were your earliest memories of your childhood home?
2: Culture. Africa mm. It's just culture in Africa I remember Listen I was born and raised Here in London I can remember Just my parents Raising I hadn't been to Nigeria I think the first time I went to Nigeria Was I was 13 But my home was Nigeria So when I went to Nigeria It wasn't like it was a shock Because I was very much raised
1: yeah. In a Nigerian
2: mm. African household So I remember Listen It's love It's loud yeah. um, I've got two brothers And a sister Parents still together now But it's love, and I try and replicate that now, you know, at my house with my kids. Mm. You know, you're a product of your environment and your experiences, but... I remember them being strict as hell. I won't lie
1: to you. Um, yeah. I remember getting my ass whooped many a million times. <laughs> but No, it's love. It's, it's proper love. And where did you live? What's your first home address? Where were you? Oh, so, don't give
0: us the
2: full address. Oh, it's cool, man. I well, went, I back, there. I went back there in a documentary and looked at it. The gates are still the same from okay. when we was there. But yeah, we lived on Mathias Road, which was Islington, right by. So okay. it was Islerton and Hackney. So across the road was Hackney. Yeah. And then the road we lived on was Islington, And we grew up in... Mayville Estate. So okay. that was our estate. And it's funny because I think estates have changed now. Yeah. You know, when we grew up, and we're roughly the same age. Stewie, a bit older. Like, <laughs> I mean, no, we're roughly Thanks the same age. Thanks for letting me let know that. <laughs> So we're roughly the same age. So, you know, growing up in the estate back in the day, you knew where everybody was. Yeah. There weren't no phones. So there was a common area where everybody would go and meet. And ours was the cage, the football pitch. Yeah. And I'd actually say to my kids... Like they missed out on that because yeah. I think it was an education just being outside, yeah. you know, playing run outs, water fights, you know, and football. And like I said, I went back there. Now, of course, it's different. It's yeah. been times have changed. But yeah, grew up in flats, Maple Estate. Salute. <laughs> oh,
0: I like that. So what did it actually look like? What did it feel like? Can you remember?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was like a, a cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. So there was like two entrants, like one that a car can come in that way and generally that was the way the cars came in yeah. so for us we knew our parents lights so when they came in we Uh-oh. knew we had to run upstairs <laughs> you know them yeah. we weren't allowed out at them times and then there was another entrance which rarely cars came in but it was just like it was all different flats and you had different people that lived at different yeah. flats and like I said the common meeting ground was the cage I remember summertime the most in yeah. it because summertime of all the kids and the parents they were just out so yeah. they'll sit down in the park and everybody would put their jackets down and play football. And it was just, it was that. Listen, of course, there was some badness going on, which there is. You've got the local hooligans and them things. But I always look back at growing up in Mayville Estate as just the pinnacle of my childhood. Because Mm -hmm. that was just what I could remember.
1: So you obviously had a great football career. I know that you traveled abroad. A lot yeah. of people don't know this, but you traveled abroad. Yeah. When you traveled abroad, can you tell the listeners where you went yeah. and what was the accommodation like? Was the architecture different? Was it just explain?
2: When I grew up, I was trying to make my way as a professional, yeah. as a footballer, as you do. You go for trials. I was getting setbacks here and there. Mm-hmm. 17 stroke just before like my 18th birthday, I had an opportunity to sign for a Lithuanian club. I ended up signing for this club. And it's funny because. As somebody who wanted to play football, all I saw was football. I didn't take into the consideration, I didn't speak the language. Yeah. I didn't take into consideration, I wouldn't like the food. I or, eat. that you'd be the
1: only black man on the that street. That was the
2: biggest... you know the maddest mm-hmm. thing is? That was the biggest thing which I think... And I'm talking about back then. Maybe yeah. now, you'd maybe think more about them lines. But back then, I was raised in a multicultural school, multicultural area. Yeah. So... I just was like, yo, they're going to pay me to play football. So, like, oh, I'm gone, you know. But that was the biggest, being the only black person out yeah. there. and I was the first black person in the league. Oh, I was one of wow. the few black people in the city of Clypador, which is where I was staying. Yeah, man. I went through trials and tribulations. I'd my first preseason game, and you'll know this more when you play a preseason game. You play a lower division, yeah. so you're not at the stadium. Yeah. So everybody's standing around the football pitch, and then boom, kick off, and then boom, just heard monkey chants. So this is the first time I've ever experienced or even heard anything racial directed to me. Yeah. So in my head, I'm thinking, Nah, man, these man must just be beatboxing or doing something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it don't. And then like when I knew it was definitive was it started picking up about a thousand people started to say zigga, 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 shoot the effing oh. N word. So that, 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 for me, there's the no confusion about that. It's definitive. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember what makes it worse was say 500 were there waiting. The team was playing and 500 of my own fans. So I was thinking, wow. And I remember at time my club captain, he was the only one that spoke. English he spent some time in Denmark so I was like what does Zigger mean he's like they just rhyme it with the word the yeah. n-word so I was like oh so second half came out start again I think within 10 minutes I say look you know what I'm not doing this I'm coming off and I remember this big roar when I came off this pitch right so I remember thinking no nah, you know what I'm done I'm going home nothing's worth this call my older brother anybody that knows me knows me and my brother's a real type but I called my older brother at this time so I goes to him I was like hey, bro listen I'm coming home he's like why I goes right, well, they're being racist. And I remember he goes to me. He goes, look, I'm not going to tell you to stay anywhere that you don't feel comfortable, but if you leave, they win. Yeah. And that's all he kind of said. Mm. Listen, I'm not going to go like it was a movie, but I dropped the phone thinking I'm coming home. Like, they know two ways about it. But call it divine Intervention. I remember waking up in the morning and those words rang strong in me thinking, ain't nobody running me out of nowhere. I yeah. come here mm-hmm. to play football yeah. and I want to show what I'm about and behold, by the God's grace, I scored goals. We got to equivalent to the FA Cup, the so Lithuanian Cup. We won 1-0. I scored the only goal. Right. And mm-hmm. everything changed in the sense of my fans. Right, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I think it was the earliest point in my career where... One, I figured ignorance is bliss. So I felt like because they didn't understand, because they didn't know, that's what they were fearing. Yeah. You know, I was still getting racial abuse from away fans, but my fans took yeah. to me. And then also I realised there actually wasn't anything that I couldn't overcome. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I try and put it into perspective like there weren't iPhones so there weren't no FaceTime you know laptops at the time were crazy money for the older folks it's MSN so I was going to the internet cafe to communicate having to get phone cards so when I mean I was by myself I was by myself yeah What I realized at that point at 18, stroke 19, is sometimes when you are going through your darkest moments, it sets you up Mm -hmm. later on in life.
0: So obviously you've had an incredible football career and you've played in a few different places. Yeah. Stuart, same with you. And you kind of got into property because you would buy properties close to the football club. Yeah. Did you ever have a journey like that? So you'd always stay in certain places, potentially buy places, rent places, you know, near the football club? Nah, man.
2: See, it's funny because I believe every day is an education, and I think you're a product of your environment and experiences. We touched on parents were very much of old-fashioned. Work, save. Work, save. So that was what they installed in me. So in my mind, when as a young footballer, and I look back at it now I'm thinking, big man, you should have bought property time ago. Yeah. But because I was raised as, have your money in the bank, right. that's what my parents were. Look, because you don't get taught about inflation back in the day. You don't. Even as footballers, you don't. You're very much... Not paycheck to paycheck, but you're very much the here and now. Yeah. And I believe as you get older, you start yeah. clocking life. Yeah. So when I was younger, it was very much the here and now. I remember I wanted a car, stupidest thing ever. My mum taught me out of it. I remember it was an X5. I was like, oh my days, I'm getting that. Yeah. Mum's like, look, get your property. This is before I had a property. Yeah. So anyway, went to my mum's. Like, look, mum, I can do it. This is it. And I showed I'm very good in budgeting. So yeah. I showed mum, look, this is what it is. This is what it is. Rah rah rah. And there's one moment that stood out. I remember back in there, you get premier managers I don't even know if you get bank premier managers now nah, but I went into Barclays and I was sitting with my premier manager and this is when I was about to buy a property Yeah. so they're going through my outgoings, but they don't know what it says it's just your outgoing yeah. so I remember she was like oh it's good you got a property and I'm sitting across from here I was like property? I was like nah man because she was like so what are you spending this amount on? Oh, no. I said, it's my car. The look she gave <laughs> oh, me. No. So you know, like, little things that stand out to you. Yeah. In, and, and, so in my head, I just try to brush it off. Like, I was thinking, no, I'm doing something wrong here. But the back is big enough for me to sleep in. Uh, yeah, but it was just for me, you know, little things that stick with you. Yeah, it was that moment. You it was realized, that moment yeah. I was thinking, no, I'm doing something wrong here. Yeah. Because... She deals with finance. She deals with money. And it wasn't like she was... She didn't say anything. But you don't want to look like another one. That's what I got from her. So I was like, nah, man, I'm doing something wrong. But this is what I'm saying. So because I was raised off this mum's work, save, rainy day. Work, save for a rainy day. Work, save. So... As you get older, you start thinking that, well, look, regardless of what inflation comes in, I'll live within my means. So if I had £100 and I could get 100 worth last year, but this year with inflation, I can get 70 I'll live to my to, means. Yeah. But as you grow up and start being a product of your environment and your experiences, you start realising, no, but make what you can do work, you work for, for you. you. Yeah. And you don't get taught that. I can only say, for me, I always liked more at the end of the month. Right. So if my outgames were less, I was like, yeah, I wanted more rather than take a big chunk of your wage and put it in, invest, not just spend it on clothes. Yeah, yeah. So you've got less, but you know it's working, it's working for, for you. you yeah. And you only start realising that as you start getting yeah. older and start realising, nah man, I've got to start making things work yeah, for me. Yeah. So I wasn't off that ilk. I wasn't as intelligent as you in the sense of being everywhere you go buy properties with that and then you know you've got got something and then it's silly because you look back at it now because back in the day they used to always give you relocation which you could have paid towards that but again I'll always say you don't ask the questions and because you're not told you just kind of go along listen I signed I've got this I've got X more money now as long as I'm cool where I'm living and but then you start growing up and thinking nah man
1: I've got to put this here and put that there and then it makes you better. So when did your mindset change and where was the first property that you bought? Why did you buy it?
2: Okay, mindset changed when I was broke. Literally was the defining moment for me. I've never been frivolous with money. Yeah. So my move when I'd signed for Swansea, off that move, I'd got two properties. Off
1: that move. Off that move, yeah.
2: So I'd always known I was going to be in London.
1: And were they your first two that you bought? They were
2: the first two I bought. And how
0: old are you at this point? 24.
2: Okay. So I'm 24. So you've done well still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, what I'm trying to say is every day's a learning day. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. So if I could have looked back right now, I'd have been like, oh, snap, I'm good, but I could have been great. It's a sort of thing. So, but like I said, I was never frivolous with money. I just put different priorities in different positions, you know. But at the same time, I do think you kind of have to go through certain experiences to to learn, do yeah. yeah, you absolutely. know what I'm saying? So, But at 24, I'd got two properties off the back of one move. Right, yeah. So I'd had three years before where I could have had two more properties yeah. on yeah. top of it. Yeah. So, But then in saying that, I'd always knew I was going to come back to London. Even with the family, I'd always knew as soon as I get an opportunity, I'm going to buy a property in London. Right. So wherever, I was never planning to move my family with me. So... Right, yeah. um, able to get a property in london and a property in bristol was okay yeah Yeah. yeah. so in bristol was what i I got because i wanted to be halfway between london halfway between swansea (laughs) because the london head yeah so off of that and then of course i started realizing oh well at the time i was my partner was living in the london one and i was living in bristol one right okay so it's not like i was making any money with it i'm paying paying two two mortgages. mortgages So where I kind of clocked what was happening, that I was living paycheck to paycheck without knowing I was living paycheck to paycheck. Because when I broke my leg and I didn't have a club, I was still having to pay two That's mortgages. Yeah. So and there was a lot more outgoings. After going through it and coming through the brokenness, I didn't realize that I had to situate myself that if anything goes wrong, I'm good for a period of time, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And that was the turning oh, okay. point. So at the age of when I break my leg, 26, about 28, it coincided with me having my daughter. So I had my daughter at 25, yeah. didn't have a contract. So 25 to like 27 was a lot of, oh, I've got a dependent. Yeah, a it's not time. just me, it's yeah. tough mm-hmm. times. But coming through then, it was, And listen, I'll always say me going broke was that point where I was like, OK, cool, man's got us. have to start reprioritizing how my
1: setup is. Yeah. And then ever since then... So what did you do then? Did you sell one of the houses? Did you rent them? No,
2: no, no, no. I went through hard times and I always knew I was going to get back into football. Yeah. But there was a year where I wasn't playing. Yeah. So when I had accumulated those year debt, when I signed, it was just to pay off... The, the additional bills, not the debt. Oh. So I just mm-hmm. signed. So then all the, de- the bills that were coming in just normal, yeah. that was it. So I was never being able to touch the debt. Right. But then what I was doing was, and I remember I sat down with just one random diet, you know, he was like, what's your debts." So I remember sitting it out to him. He goes, you paying interest on these debts? I was like, yeah. So he goes, you got any savings? I said, yeah, I got. And he's like, well, that don't make no sense. Yeah. You've got savings, but you're paying interest yeah. mm-hmm. off of something. And that shifted my mindset again, because if anything happened, I'd have money. That was the mindset I was, but you still got to get your house in order before (laughs) having money. Mm -hmm. So after having that conversation, every bit I had extra. So normally I'd be like, all right, look, this is coming. I've scored some goals or I've got a bonus. Rather than putting it away for a rainy day, I started knocking off all of my debt. So then I got back to zero. So then when I started earning, it was like, okay, cool. And then it was that all right, listen, you start needing to make a residual. So yeah. if something stops here, you're earning here. Yeah. You said, yeah. So then that mindset of earning money 12 ways, That. that so them. from then that's just kicked in. Look, yeah. earn money 12 ways.
1: That's so do been. you still have a portfolio of properties now? Because you're very busy. Yeah. Obviously you're playing football and I know that football takes a lot of your time. Yeah, yeah. But you've also been doing a lot of media. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you at NFL. Yeah, yeah. I heard that there was a possibility you could have even got into wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard all sorts. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So have you still had time to look after property?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I've got a a property portfolio. I've got a few properties now. It's trial and error. So... Again, you do meet people. Listen, and I always say this: I haven't got a problem being the dumbest in the room. Yeah. That don't make me dumb. Yeah. I just ain't got a problem being the dumbest, and I'll ask questions. That's the good. So, and I believe every day is a learning day. So I'd meet different individuals. Like I got a real good friend, David Stockdale, and he loves property. Right. Okay. Loves property. Yeah. His portfolio insane. Yeah. So me, I'll be picking brain constantly. know As you do this, as you do this, and it was, he was like, look, I did the buy to let, and I got, and then I did the HMOs, and and now he's moved into commercial property. So right. these are just stuff that. Yeah. Like, I'm just so really, here. he's like your mentor. Yes, yeah. yes. So, and for me, and this is what I keep saying is, well, if you don't know, ask questions. Yeah. I've asked you many a <laughs> questions. Yeah. And if it sounds dumb, like, yeah. well, explain. So yeah. ne- and I haven't got a problem with that. And I also believe that there's strengths. So he strengths was property. My strengths was media. Yeah. And he wanted to get into media and I wanted to get into property. Right. So he'd ask me as many questions about media as I'll ask him about property. Yeah. And I think that's what it was. So I was like, okay, cool. One bit that happened. I started one business and I remember the feeling of, I remember I was just chilling with the man them, and I'd set up the PayPal to my phone. So yeah. Every time we made a sale, it just you pinged. It, yeah. it just pinged. I was like, yo, Brother when you can earn money when you're chilling, yeah, mm-hmm. that's life. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah. And it was like ping, oh, ping, ping, oh, ping, ping, Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll always think there's little things which happen, which is around that motivates you and said, "Yeah, I right, look. This is what I want to do, yeah. or this is where I want to." And that's what it was. That was the an element where I was like, "I right, cool. I want to try and make residual income." Yeah. To a point where, look everybody's version of success and wealth differs. Yeah. I've never been one to do Ferraris. Yeah. I'm not a designer guy. Yeah. Jets. That's not really been me. I've always been, and especially being a father, is as long as I've got enough to take care of me and mine and we can do what we want to do, You're good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So even when... You know, people come like, take risks. I'm very much, as long as I'm getting back more than what I put out, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Fine, and yeah. that's where the properties come in. Listen, they always say properties is a sound investment, which generally I look at it is out of everything else, that's where I've built a portfolio in the sense where, because... I've built a brand for myself, but I am my brand. So for me to take my brand to a next level, I have to go and do it. I am the face. I am, whereas property is there, you know what I'm saying? You've got to get somebody to run it when things go wrong. But generally, it's there. It's It's that residual. So that's the balance. I've found myself in being, all right, cool. You want an X amount of numbers? I said it. I said there's a a number I wanted. And by the grace of God, I hit it. I was like, all right, look, regardless of what, this is what I want initially. So I hit it. So I was like, all right, cool. So now, you got a new number? Yeah, i got a new number now. i ain't gonna lie, I got a new number now. That, but, but the balance is, it's like, okay, I actually don't think there's a negative to getting property personally. Yeah. But the question you do ask is, God forbid, if none of them rent out, can I cover can it? Can you
1: cover it? And that's
2: the question yeah. I ask. And I, like I said, I'm very good at budgeting. That comes from my mum very much on yeah. this budgeting yeah. thing. And that's how I manoeuvre. So I hit that number. So I was like, boy, if I don't rent any of them for a year, can could I, I cover it? it? That's so I say, tick. So that's for a year I can do that. So then once I shift on another year, can I cover it if it's not? And that's the move. So I'd never get to a number where I can't cover all of them. And that's what it is. And that's the move. But then also, that was just what my default setting is. And I think everybody rolls back to their default settings. But then I will meet individuals and they will say, well, listen, if you want to just get to this end goal you may have to shift your thinking and take more risks risk to that. And then you kind of, so rather than jump in at 100, I'd be like, cool, let me jump in at 20%. So God forbid, if it doesn't, I'm still cool. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning yeah, yeah. as I'm manoeuvring just yeah. because I'd think football was my safety net prior. Yeah. So I could have been more gung-ho when I had a safety net. Yeah. Whereas I don't have a safety net now, yeah. and that's where the movement. But it's balanced. Listen, it's, every day is a learning day in that. So I'm manoeuvring and I'm learning. So and I'm enjoying. <laughs> that's the most important thing. As long as you're enjoying oh, it, that's what you want, right? Hundred percent.
0: So you've got your property portfolio, but yeah. let's talk about your own house yeah. where you reside. Yes. Tell us about that. And I know you're working on a new project. Yeah,
2: you? yeah, man. With listen, you, Stuart. Yes, yes, yes. I only affiliate with the best of the best. And right. I, ain't bl- I ain't blind smoke up anybody's, but I came at Stu, <laughs> like, when I was... You know, so listen, I, I've been looking for two-plus years. Wow. And I'm a father of five, so the biggest thing was space for me. and So I was looking for two years, looking for two years. Finally, thank God that... We found a property mm. and I remember walking up to it and I'm a visual person. So when I saw the house, I was like, I know what it could be. Yeah. That's what it is. And listen, I've been at my property for the one I reside at now in Forest Hill for little girls going to be 16. So almost 15 yeah. and a half years. Wow, okay. So we've outgrown that. Yeah. Like outgrew that a while ago. So I'm excited at what's going to happen at this property. Mm. Like, the reason why I love him because see me one I'm bare impatient and I just want my mind goes everywhere mm-hmm. like I'm a, I love my anime so I just love all big things and so I was going in this I was like listen I want this and I want that and he came in the yard and he said whoa, whoa, whoa. B why would you want that and you know when somebody asks you just that why would you want that no. Shh, be quiet man you don't need that <laughs> why would you want that uh, uh, but you don't need that yeah. <laughs> so at the end of it you get somebody and that's what it is listen I'm a product of football and it's just like my strike partner my strike partner and would bring strengths that I haven't got a clue with. Mm. And as long as you work well together, that's the end goal. So I'm so excited and I'm grateful that, listen, I met two years ago, but to get him involved in this project, I know at the end of it, like uh, it's the only time I think my kids are going to really certify me. <laughs> at the end of it, like, our dad, so we, live in, huh? we living, huh? Yeah. We're
0: living,
1: we're living. He's got, um, it's a big project.
0: Well, how did you feel then when Bayo came to you with such a big project?
1: Oh, I expected it.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, top, <laughs> then, top No, then. you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. me, me and Bayo, we're tight, we go back a long way. And I've always said, not just to Bayo, to a lot of friends of mine, and that if you anyone need any help or assistance, I'm here. And Bayo reached out and said, I want to buy somewhere. He found a place before, actually, that fell yeah. through. Mm. And I always think that things happen for a reason. So any listener, if you're about to buy a house and you put an offer in and for whatever reason it falls through and it doesn't happen, don't worry too much because the A better house is likely to come along. Mm. Um, And that's that's, that throughout my my career in properties, that's always happened. I may have lost properties or I may have been outbid on properties, and something else always comes along that was better. So, Bayo, when we looked at the first house, it was good and it could have been what he wanted, but it fell through. Then he found the house that he's now offered on that he's going to get, which, if I'm brutally honest, blows the first house mm. out of the water. Do you agree,
0: Bayo? Oh, yeah. massively. Yeah.
1: yeah. Massively, um, massively. And, and it's ironic, that house probably wouldn't have been available mm. at the time when B yeah. viewed the first one. That first one fell through. This one has now become available and Bayo be- has been able to get it. So there will always be a house for you out there if the one that you love doesn't come to fruition and you don't get. So when I come to look at this one, like, Honestly, Bayo was like a kid in a sweet shop.
0: Uh, And it was
1: very much like, I want this, 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 this. I want a floor-to-ceiling fish tank. Yeah. And I was like, do you want that? Um, But then you start to go over figures and costings and budgeting. And what I do like about Bayo is that, like he said, he's not frivolous. So Mm. anyone out there, if you buy a house, you can make your house look however you want if Mm. you throw enough money at it. It doesn't mean that you're going to get that investment back. And it may not be a positive return. So it's always okay, if you're going to buy a house, what price are you buying it at? What can not you afford, what should you budget yeah. to make sure that you're not going to go into negative equity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've worked out now that we can achieve what Bayo wants within his budget, but more importantly, there will be a return at the end. Yes. So we're just going through the planning phase at the moment. We've had our architect draw up some designs that Bayo's quite happy with and we tweaked it around it's not going to be a short refurb it's a big job Mm -hmm. but at the end it will be nice and for all you listeners Bayer will still be big because there will be a gym there so (laughs) he'll he'll, he'll, he'll be able to gym uh, and bike and look after (laughs) himself And I believe there will be a cinema room. So Ooh. if anybody wants to watch any films at Bayo's house. I'm renting. Yeah, we are you talking well, about? You coming, you, you pay you're to me? get in. Right. Yeah, but
2: I've got to get my money back somehow, yeah, yeah. brother. You
1: can pay for the popcorn as well. <laughs> but it's going to be a nice house. I'm really privileged yeah. to be involved in it. You're um, getting me in
0: for the interiors, right? No doubt. Okay. Well, yeah. Come on now.
1: So yeah, and when you're working for clients, even though Bayo is a friend, mm. he's still a client. Yeah. And you have to listen to the client's brief, try and... Give them what they want, but also offer a dose of reality. Yes. Because a lot of clients don't understand the building process. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just trying to explain it. And I find myself educating people. But if you educate, then clients, friends, people that you're involved in can make informed decisions. Yeah. If you're not educated, then you can't. And then expectations are not realistic. Mm -hmm. So we've managed to do that. And it's going to be an exciting journey. Yeah.
0: So have you ever done a renovation before? Or is this the first time or is this just... The first time in
2: something of this magnitude. This scale, yeah. Okay. Everything's generally been internally mm. and just changed in the sense of decor and that. But of this scale in having something come from the mind and then bring it into fruition, yeah. it's the first time. But I wanted to touch on a couple of questions I'm going to ask just to throw back at you. Yeah. What I think resonates powerful enough is that trust element but also the realness in the sense of and when you say educate it's the fact where you're like look I know you want this but it actually don't make no sense so you're not just catering for you know some people say listen don't go with family or don't go with friends because of but actually no when you put your best foot forward in the sense where look I'm professional and I'm going to give you this professional brethren or not I'm going to give you and that's what it is and not saying people intimidate me but but when he said, B, what you are asking for is stupid. Like, and, and <laughs> like, it wasn't like, not in a yeah. sense. But you know what it is? It's like, okay, I see what you want. Yeah. But why? Yeah. And you know, sometimes when you actually just simplify. And I remember he asked me that. And, you know, sometimes you just say, don't ask why, man. Well, I said I want it. But if you can't explain <laughs> why, then technically you don't, you don't really need, need yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And that was it. It literally, I remember he came in, I, we spoke to the architect and I'm just saying what I want. I oh, Listen, this is what I want and you know I want it to look symmetrical and blah, blah, blah. this is what I just Yeah, no, man, I know what it is. I've got a vision in my mind. Regardless of what, friend or not, I'd think this is how you would be anyway. Yeah. I say was When we worked together, it was, look, I get you've got a vision, but it's got to make sense in your vision. Yeah. And for me, that's the most powerful yeah. thing when you're around somebody that somebody actually makes you understand mm. your vision of what you want. So there's something that what you want and then it's something that makes sense, yep. and I think that was coming out of that. Just I was like, oh man, mm. and just put me at ease. Yeah. Like regardless of, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh well, that's not what I said I wanted, but he gave me what I wanted. Yes. If you know what I'm saying, Absolutely. off the back of that. But what I wanted to know, and the both of you, mm. so I can tell that in the sense of visual and decor, that's your lane. Mm-hmm. And how did you get into?
1: It's yes. been your footballer, and then a physio. Yeah. How is the The property side of it, how did you get into this? Again, when I was, I didn't really fall into it. Everyone has a mentor. Everyone has a start point. So when I played football, I was fortunate enough to be at Luton Town Football Club. That's where I started as an apprenticeship. I was there from when I was nine. And then when I was 16, I signed an apprenticeship, signed pro when I was 17. And then one of the directors, he was on the board, he was heavily into property. And I was really close with him. Yeah. So he was the one that would advise me because everyone needs to start. Yeah, like, I didn't grow up in property. Yeah, like yeah. you say, my parents lived in Cheshire in Hertfordshire. He was born in North London in Tottenham. I moved to Cheshire when I was six, and I, they're in the same house now. Yeah, yeah. So moving and making money through property wasn't something that our family wouldn't do. That. Yeah, yeah. But he did. I remember that I wanted to buy. I was fortunate enough that football gave me the finance to buy a house when I was twenty-one. Okay. But I only knew to speak to him. I was like, where should I buy? I don't know what to do. Like, And at that time, I didn't know about mortgages, didn't really yeah, know, because yeah. we didn't get, so yeah. we just played football. Yeah, yeah. And he was my mentor, and he said, listen, if you buy in these areas, they're going to develop... I bought my first house in St Albans off the back of what he said, yeah. and I remember the house at the time. So I was twenty one. I'm not going to say how many years ago it was, but it was long. <laughs> it, was a long it was a long time ago, ago. and long, uh, long. It, it was it was 175,000 pound then. Yeah, which I was. It's like, a lot of. Pee. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know when you think. Am I crazy? What, yeah. what am I doing? And at that point, all my savings that I'd had, that was the deposit on the mortgage. Yeah. So I listened to him because if I didn't listen to him, I would not have done it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Yeah. Bought the house and I was living in the house for five years whilst I was playing. When I moved to Boston, where we played yeah. together, I rented the house out, bought another place in Boston because I thought I can buy and yeah. the houses there. I bought a flat in Boston. It was cheaper. I was able to buy that outright. So I've done that. And then when I eventually came to sell my house in St. Albans, which in hindsight, I probably wish I'd never did because it was unbelievable. It was a yeah, converted yeah, hat factory. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. Nice. It was hidden, like a hidden gate. It was great. But I sold it and I remember like making a lot of money. Yeah. And I was like, that was my watershed moment. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't do it to make money. I'd done it because it was a nice place to live. Yeah, yeah. And it was close to the training ground. But when I made that money, I was like, Wow. That hit me. Yeah, yeah. And then when I sold my flat in Boston, because I'd never planned on living in Boston, it was just a place for me to stay when I had games or evening games and I didn't want to drive back home to St Albans, I made money on that. So I'm like, I've made money twice without meaning to make money. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, I thought, no, I can do this. Yeah. If I didn't mean to do it, if I mean to do it, surely I can can do better. yeah. And that's how it started. So he was my mentor, like you had your mentor. He was my mentor. Scarlett was performing on the West End in musicals and as a self-employed performer, you don't really have a pension. So I remember saying to her and my brother, listen, I've been doing property now. I'm enjoying it. I've made money doing it. Let's do it together as a family. Scarlett was like, yeah, I'm yeah. My brother Andrew was like, <laughs> incorrect.
0: Uh-uh. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm not giving you my money. <laughs> I should have <laughs> I mean, listened to him. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So Scarlett said, let's do this. We joined together, we started doing property together. Scarlett's got her flair. At first, we clashed, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we found a working medium. Yeah, yeah. And then it just worked, and we flourished, and then we've just gone on from strength yeah, to strength. Yeah. But for me, it wasn't a case of me wanting to do it. It was almost, I fell into it, and Anthony, his name is. Anthony, if you're listening, I'm extremely thankful for mm-hmm. your advice. He was my mentor. He advised me. I then took his advice on board, and I became Scarlet's mentor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we've just gone from there to where we are now which um, I would
0: say is a 360 because absolutely Stuart was my yeah. mentor into property I wouldn't be a TV presenter now if it wasn't for Stuart giving me that knowledge yeah, yeah. that then got me my first ever presenting job which was a place in the sun I needed to have an USP which was property for yeah. me and then now I've managed to get Stuart in yeah. to presenting with me so it's kind of gone in a full circle Beautiful. but it's worked yeah. perfectly and I guess now I kind of mentor you yeah, to a definitely. certain degree in the presenting or tell presenting. me off mentor oh, tell, tell me off tell you off yeah, yeah. <laughs> to a certain degree when it comes Shout to telecom- Family, Shout man. me down. It's family. <laughs> I
2: love it. It's the same, innit? In the sense where both my older brother and my younger brother, we got family businesses, yeah. and it's what you do. Our industry is lucky because we meet a lot of people. Yeah. And if it be their sons come to the game, so they all of a sudden want to be able to get an in. So yeah. it's the same with property. Yeah. So yeah. when people come and give me deals, like, listen, I want to work at your hacking family, be like, yo, fellas. Look, this is what they're offering me. I beg, get you lots money, and let's, and that's the same. So yeah. I've gone to the man. I was like, "You man got ten bags sitting in the savings, and you got ten bags. Well, let's just get a property, and yeah. you know, what we earn from it, and that's how we then make our money work yeah. for us, and that's the education. So I love all that. I yeah. clash like nobody's business with my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh my day! <laughs> like, part at the same, I wouldn't have it any yeah. other way because yeah. I know they've got my back, ten toes down. Yeah. So, but yeah,
0: man, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Listen, property's obviously brought us together closer. Well, we're a close family anyway. Yeah. It's obviously bringing you two closer now because you're working on such yep. a big renovation. What are you most excited about, do you think? End product. Place? A yes.
2: <laughs> End product for me.
1: Like, I'm so impatient. He knows, man. Hey, listen, with... This is what B says. He says, I want the biggest bedroom that you can get me. Yeah. I want a fish tank, I want yeah, an extension, man. but I don't
2: mm-hmm. want planning. Yeah. What do you mean you don't want no, planning? Yeah, right, I this, Haven't got a type of planning. Uh, let me follow you. If you want that, you need to go through planning. Yeah. So, this is what I'm talking about in a sense where, and I don't want to go and like, say I'm a diva or mm. I'm spoilt, but generally, like, we maneuver in a world where you get what you want. You kind of be like, oh,
0: yeah, I can feel well. We love you. Take this. <laughs> I <was> like,
2: oh, <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> so, when I talk to Stu and that, like, I, you didn't hear me say, I want a fish tank tomorrow. Cause, yeah. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> Stu told me yesterday, so we did. I was like, hey, Mom, let me get this roof. He's like, you really need planning. Planning for what? <laughs> right, let's start. When they come and say, yeah, it's big, it don't work like that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so for me, I'm so, Im-, I'm a kid. I'm a real, real kid. I won't front to yeah. nobody. Like, it's good because I'm very meticulous. When I decide something, mm. well, I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, and that's why generally I do my stuff myself because I can control. So I can control my mindset. I'm a creature of habit. But when I can't, mm-hmm. I'll be, be him at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I will just tell him a voice. Yeah, like, I woke up
1: this morning. <laughs> I, I was, luckily, my phone was on silent. I woke up at five past one. And he's like, talk to me about that roof.
0: Because that's how <laughs> Five past one. But you know what, you you're been... getting a taste of your own medicine to do because you do the exact same thing. Oh, I do, yeah. I do. It's karma, man. You know what it is. But there that's, you go. How, that's
2: how I am in the sense where I'm always a big believer in the end product is. So the process is going to be the process. Yes. And I'm not really massive. And I'll always say... Because like I, I keep coming back to my roots in family, football, and so you create a, I want to say brotherhood, a team. Yes. A team that you trust. Mm-hmm. So I truly know I wouldn't have to see the property for four months and know I can go there at the end and be like, fam, you the man. Yes. Like, listen, I don't get game twisted. I know, hey, no, man, you could have tweeted that, you could have made that bit. But <laughs> I know 80%, 90%, I'm like, yo, I can... And that's what it is in the sense where I... Very, very, and I, I scream, Bob, show me your bridges and I'll show you where you'll be in five years, you know. And yeah. that's what it is so, for me, mm. meticulous in the point where, Bob, you've got to create who you are around yeah. and that the people are not just around you, that they're for you. Yeah. And that's where, in a sense, where they've got no qualms. I've got, when I mean, I've got no qualms mm-hmm. about this property and I know at the end of it. And what's, again, because he knows. He'll be saying, I'll be, I'm telling you, we will to get so much more if you do this. Mm. And it's not a, I'm not a point where I'm like, nah, man, look, I said I just want that brown, so it has to be brown. Man, man look, I'm telling you, man, make that white, cuz, I say nothing, yeah. I'm cool like that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. There'll be certain things which Mish won't allow me to, she wants that. So no matter how he tries to say, <laughs> if they want it, they want it. But on a whole, mm. I'm trust enough to be like, look, I've given me that
1: foundation mm-hmm. work yeah. and then the rest is just, it's glossing. And when it you comes come to like you and the missus, yeah, obviously Scarlett and I, we've worked together. At first we were clash heads. Yeah. Because Scarlett would want a high heel chair <laughs> in the corner of the room. Which I'm still
0: going to get one day, by the that way. That
1: takes up half the room. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I said, that, that can't happen.
0: Yeah, say nothing.
1: Right, but we now work well together. Yeah. This is a big renovation of yeah. which you and Mish are going to have an input. Yeah. When they start in a disagreement, who comes out on top?
2: Ah, oh, Mish, man. Like, do you know what do you know, do, you know, do you know? the crazy thing is? This is how I believe everybody's got, like, non-negotiables. Yes. So my two non-negotiables is my gym and the garden. Right, okay. That's where I'm like, yo. That's because mine. That's mine because that's where I'm going to be at. Yeah. That's my place of peace. My gym and the garden with the boys. The yeah. rest, I'm generally... Cool. I'm like, it's cool. So wherever you're going to be at the most that person should kind of have the say on it, regardless of what. But she run. She run it. I won't even front. Like, I'll go on on the so She run (laughs) the (laughs)
0: house. I'm cool. Yeah,
2: listen, I'm cool. I, I, cool. I, I don't even front that talk. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like... I'll always say, like, you get the right one and they guide you. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And and that's what M does. Like, okay, Twisted, she trouble as hell, man, and we clash. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, nobody's business. But, yeah, man, she's like the certified baddest mum in the world. Yeah. And that, so, yeah. Cool, like that.
0: You, get- you just want your TV, your big TV, and your CD player. I, got that I don't even need CD no more now. Hey. Yeah, man,
2: I'm, I'm up in the changing
0: times now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I got even that, like, my TV and that. Like, see, you know me. So, there's certain things which, so I've got my, my five TVs. They're ready, ready to be Resident, delivered. Yeah. Like you know, the certain things which I know is for me. Yeah, I don't play. Yeah, I get on the phone. Hey yo, this is why it is. Man them said, yeah, ninety inch TV already. Right. Yeah, wow. yeah, big thing. Like got five of them ready. ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, didn't, they, he didn't tell me this by the way? Yeah, right, well, that's what I'm saying. It. Like, it just got it got <laughs> excited. Like they're ready. <laughs> oh, it's looking it's looking ready. Face. Yeah. Listeners, you can't so see his face right now, but, uh, but yeah. if you're watching, you can see his face. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where it is. I don't know where. Where we're gonna put this? <laughs> let's let think about this another time. Yeah, yeah, true that, yeah. true that. But yeah, the things which um like non-negotiables for me, I'm very much on the front foot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. TV, I love that. You know what I'm saying? Lights, I love that. Yes, mm-hmm. outside with the, I love that. So they are my things where I want to be able to come in and be like, oh yeah, yeah. This is me, yeah. or this is us. So that's where I'm looking forward to it, man. Like mm. they told me, like four or five months. But when I talk to the building, I hey, listen, big man. I want to be in there by June 8th. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And
0: it's such uh, a big renovation. Massive. He puts me in my place. I said, listen, mm. June 8th. You see? Yeah. <laughs> even I'm thinking.
1: I, I, don't, I don't. I don't often go <laughs> quiet on the po- this podcast recordings, but right now I'm not saying anymore
0: Oh lord. <laughs> that's how I'm Do you think you would ever buy a place back in Nigeria? Thousand percent. We
2: got flats. We have got commercial properties. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We have got the whole nine. Got two properties in the village and that. So I'm like, like hey man, we're acting femurs now, man. Like, let's go to like Banana Island. <laughs> 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 I'll trying to say that to the mums here.
0: <laughs> so she was like, yeah, yeah, cool. So to be fair, we're going Nige April. Yeah, man. Well, this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast because we need fire answers.
2: All right, say nothing. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Best and worst. Okay. Best career advice and why.
2: Best career advice is to be unapologetically yourself and learn as quick as possible to be comfortable in being uncomfortable.
0: I like that. Worst career advice?
2: Um, football's going to last forever.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Football money's going to last forever. Yeah. Let's say that one.
1: <laughs> and we've spoke about the fish tank. Yes. Yeah. So what is your best design feature that you can see in your house and what is the worst that you just cannot stand? I think the best would be the fish tank. You still, yeah, okay. <laughs> I think. Yeah, well, no, I well was so I, hoping you weren't going to say that. Like the worst
2: thing is I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't want a floor to one. So if you want to meet me Half, like halfway, okay. I, I think we can really work that. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, yeah. If not, then I would say the garden. I'm pretty simple. I'd want an Ashto big gold. Oh, you yeah, want a, a yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I
1: want... So he wants a football pitch in his garden. Yeah, right. I want a football no, pitch okay. in my garden.
2: To be fair, that was the only thing. I, I didn't think the garden was big enough in how it was, but Stu came in and said, we can make it a bit bigger. So he, he, hey, he finds ways, you know I what I'm like saying? That. I won't I like lie. That. So it'll either be the garden or the fish tank and then the worst what was the
1: worst one what was your worst man, design steam
2: feature? room that, like Mish wants oh but you're, yeah, but you're awesome getting that though oh, that, that's yeah. what I said I don't have
0: a choice in that one
2: <laughs> but you be, think that's a bad design the yeah, feature yeah man listen man cost of living and just getting all steam and it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's, 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 it's <laughs> a lot man, It's <laughs> <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> I guarantee we'll be using that all the I time you know Me won't even be in is, there
2: I kid you not I know I know I will I'm not even going to front and I'm going to be filming myself coming out like I'm Dragon Ball Z with the steam I already know but I still think it's
0: <laughs> oh, bro, thanks so much. It has been right, brilliant pleasure. chatting with you. What have you got coming up? Let
2: everybody know. Just enjoying presenting. So doing the BT early kickoff. Yep. So before games, which is decent. I like talk sport, which I do every Sunday. Yep. We've got our podcast coming out. So the Beast Mode Journey. We've got an energy drink coming out. I've got a game coming wow. out. Yeah, to be fair, I like, got a lot on. Do you know what the maddest thing is? I started realizing, yeah, man, we've got a lot coming out this year, and also we got a project in America which we need to finalise on, which could be like my actual first debut filming role, so, oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. so yeah man, this year looks like it is busy, which is good. I'm blessed, I know that, I know the transition from finishing one thing to another, can be difficult but then I am a believer of when literally one door does shut another door opens yep. regardless what the door is Yeah, and then it's upon you to try and walk through it and see what lands so well, you make your
0: yeah. own door right hey, 100%
1: oh, he just walked through the wall
2: I the worst thing I didn't want a guy like that you know I had to kick down the wall sometimes sometimes you just sometimes you gotta kick down some stuff
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, let everybody know where they can follow you and find out more about you oh uh, yeah
2: so my socials I've got Instagram real active. Twitter, The Real Hacking tick TikTok, Real Hacking firmware. But yeah, you type in Hacking firmware on most of the platforms. So yeah,
0: man, watch this space. Love it. Thank you so much. All right, thank, thank you for having me. Bless Take care. I have absolutely loved talking with Bayo today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm eager to see how our collaborative renovation project with Bayo unfolds.
0: I'm looking forward to actually getting involved with some of the interiors, I'm going to be honest. If he lets you. <laughs> we want to extend a big thank you to Bayo for joining us.
1: Next week, we'll be joined by an Amazon best selling author and seasoned property investor, TJ Atkinson. Until then,
0: see you later, Stuart.
1: Take care, Scarlett.